I gave her a check and said, here, because I know you're short. She goes, thank you, this means so much. She goes, now I just have to think about the next month's rent is now also due. So I said, you know what, don't worry about it. Let me give this to you. So I gave her the 1335 She said, as soon as Chris files the suit, uh, she said, you're going to be the first person we pay. This is the plaintiff, Maria Palaio. She says she's known the defendants for about 18 years, so she thought she was doing a good deed when she lent the money around the holidays because they found themselves in a bad situation. She loaned them the money to show compassion, but they're taking advantage of her kindness. For goodness sakes, they can afford a pack of cigarettes a day each and some new phones, but they can't afford to pay her back the money she loaned them? Please. She's suing for $1,570 for the return of her hard-earned money. These are the defendants, Jennifer and Christopher Warren. Jennifer says the plaintiff has a good heart, and she gave them the money as a Christmas present and told them both, don't worry about it. Well, they were completely floored by the gesture and very grateful, to say the least. But now, after two years, the plaintiff is seeking repayment, claiming the money she gave them was a loan? Who does that? They're accused of taking but not returning. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. Be seated, come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Okay, so you two met when your sons were in kindergarten. And now they're in high school. What grade are they in? They're in ninth grade. Ninth grade. All right, at the time, uh, is that how you met? Because your kids were in kindergarten together? Yes, ma'am. All right, you became friends, your children became friends. Were they best friends? I wouldn't exactly call that. Okay, but they lived in close proximity? Yes. Yeah, there's no value on that. You can't place a value on that because now you have carpool, right? Yeah, so the kids would carpool to school together. Um, you guys would take turns. And this went on for how long? So in kindergarten, the boys knew each other. But after a year, that's when we met, um, we lost touch because basically my son has um, learning disabilities and his services were going to get cut, so we got transferred to a different school. Oh. So we lost touch, and we didn't reconnect until sixth grade Okay. because the kids ended up going to the same school, and it just so got happened, it. you know, uh, we saw each other, and the boys had all classes together except one. Okay. And we kind of, like, you know, helped each other out. You know, she would uh, take them to school in the mornings, and I would pick up the boys in the afternoon. She didn't have daycare and, okay. you know, so forth. Um, there was there was a lot of, you know, like, love and friendship there. Right. Uh, we really helped each other out. My dog passed away. He got, I mean, he didn't pass away, sorry. He got hit by a car. You know, her and her son were there for me. I mean, it was really tough. He saw us through, you know, the dog through rehab. Her father, like, was really ill, and he eventually passed, and I was there for her. So... There was a lot of trust and friendship built there, and it's sad that we've come to this. You know, How did we uh, get here? What well, happened? so uh, it was around June of 2017, I think it was, when um, 
things started to get really bad. Uh, the defendant's husband basically quit his job with no backup job, and you know he just got got tired of it. And so she, the defendant, was really stressed out because how much, how are we going to make this work? You know, I don't make that much money. So you know, I was there to help her out, and basically, as in what? Well, the way I helped her out is I basically said, you know. I've got some extra money from tax returns. I want to do some stuff for my house, and I know her husband is very handy. I said, you know, he can paint the rooms. You know, I need to, like, increase the height of the doorways, you know, for all three rooms. And, I, you know, I said I could pay him for that, and she goes, that helps. You know, and she kept getting frustrated. So for months, it took him forever to finish that job, and I really couldn't say anything because, you know, like I said, they were really down on their luck, and I was feeling really Did bad. Did you pay him? I did. How? And when I paid, I tried to pay him in check. She insisted. You know, they closed down his bank account because he's overdrawn, severely overdrawn, so the bank has closed him. I, can you please give me cash? How did you? How much cash? So I gave him $1,000 for each of those rooms. How much cash total did you give him? $3,000. Did you get a receipt? No, ma'am. When was that? That was around, it's, well, it started around the summer of 2017, and it didn't finish till almost March of 2018. Then what happens? So, you know, it, it was just really difficult. I mean, there was a part At of At this point, the kids are still friends. They're still friends, but, you know, the, the friendship, you went, when, there's, they were spending five, day, five to seven days a week at my house because they really didn't have anywhere to go. So, you know, and her husband was just going fishing and doing his thing and working on my house whenever. And it started to get frustrated because they said, I could have painted that and finished it by now. You know, he told me, just buy the material and I'll do it. And so here it is now in October, still in the, of what not, year? Of the same year, 2017. Nothing's happening, you know, it, and he's still not finished, but he's finished most of it. And then we start heading into the holidays. Okay, I'm past that. Let's move forward from that. Okay. Well, so the, the payment of the loans, it happened. Oh, it happens in yeah. between that time? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so in October, you know, I was already starting to feel really sketchy, but then around the November time frame, uh, the defendant came to me and said she was really stressed out because they were getting evict eviction notices. And, you know, the defendant's husband kept saying, don't worry about it, they can't kick us out. It it's a long process. So I just felt horrible just seeing her cry and just seeing her stressed out. And... I had a little extra money, and I gave it to her like about a week before Christmas, and I have a copies of the checks that I wrote to her, and it was a week before Christmas because the, the thought that my son's best friend is not going to have a holiday, they had a major falling out with their family, so they had nowhere to go, and they couldn't ask their family for any money. Their family was treating them really horribly. They had nothing, and she couldn't go to her mother for any money. So when I handed her the check for $235. How much? 235 and I have a copy of that as well. Okay. I gave her a check. I said, here, because I know you're short. She goes, thank you. This means so much. She goes, now I just have to think about the next month's rent is now also due. So I said, you know what? Don't worry about it. Let me give this to you. So I gave her the 1335 She said, as soon as Chris files the suit, uh, she said, you're going to be the first person we pay. And then she started crying. She said, no one's ever done anything this nice for me. And I trusted her. So... I said, fine, as soon as Chris files it. Was the 235 a gift and the 1335 was no. a loan? The 235 was because she said she was short on November's So work. was it a loan? It was a loan. 
Were you, did you tell her this yes. is a loan? Yes. How, I, what was the discussion you guys had about how and when that would be paid back? She's, I, I said, you pay me when Chris files his suit and wins the case. He had a really strong case. He'd been talking about it. She says, I promise you're going to be the first person. She goes, I have one Macy's bill, and after that, you are going to get be the first well, person to you're pay. the second person. All right. Um, and that all happened in December, December of 2017? Mm-hmm. All right. And then uh, in March of 2018, if they owe you money, why do you pay them three grand? No, I paid them three grand before that. When did you pay the three grand? Uh, when he started the work because they said they really needed it for their rent. And he just did not want to go and get a job. You don't have a receipt for it. Do you have uh, bank records to show that you pulled three grand out to pay it in cash? Uh, not on me. But, but you I, can get him. I can. All right. Do you have... It wasn't, it wasn't all up front. I paid him $1,000 each time. There were three rooms total. Okay. So I need to know when you paid, how much you paid, and what you paid for. I'm not sure you're able to show me that because well, nothing's that in writing. Is... And I'm not going to see a chunk three grand paid. Right. I pulled out. I'm going to see what? A little bit here, a little bit there. I can't figure it out that way, can I? Right. And... I wasn't suing for that. I mean, that was just, you know, I tried to help him out with, you know, because they Well, the problem have you have job. is that that's their defense. Now, let me hear from you. Hi. Um, it was never mentioned as a loan. It was a gift. And she has said... Why would anybody rain $1,700, $1,500 on you? No, none of my friends do that. She said, word, verbatim, my father has always told me, never give out any money that you don't expect in return. This is my gift to you. Never give out any money what? That you don't expect to return to you. I, don't, means, I think you're saying the opposite of what you mean to say. Never give out any money expecting it to be returned. Thank you. Okay. And she said, this is a gift to you. I want you to have a good Christmas. This is a gift. It was never mentioned as a loan, ever. That's why I'm totally surprised okay, I'm here. Did she, okay, I want you to back up. Did she say this is a gift, or did she say, here, I want you to have a good Christmas? She said, I want you to have it. I want you to have a good Christmas. The words gift and loan were never uttered. Nope. All right, so then, I want you to have this. I want you to have a good Christmas. Did she say when you would have to pay back? Nope. Okay, why is he, were you in the room? No, in fact. Okay, so hold on. Go ahead. Okay, and then I told her, I said, I can't accept this. There's no way we would ever be able to repay you. And she kept insisting give it, to give it to me. I brought it home and showed my husband. He immediately went over to her house and tried to get the check Let back. me hear that. That you're so a yes, witness to. As soon as I found out that the check was cut and given to us, I took the check right back over to her house and insisted that she take it back and, because I couldn't accept that from her. As a gift. It's a lot of and money. And I, ins I insisted that she take it back. And she said, no, I want you to have this. This is something I want to do for you guys. And I'm doing this, and I want you to have this. Okay. Did he ever come back? No, Your Honor. Did um, he ever knock on your door and say, you can't do this, and try to, you know, talk to you about the check? No, Your Honor. And, you know, I'm a single mom living in a very expensive place. This is a lot of money for me. I would never give this even to my own sibling. There is but no you, way. But, That's not true. Okay, but uh, if, if you... I took it in Just a second, faith. just a second. If I'm to glean from that, that of course it's a loan, what I'd prefer to glean from that is that if you're a single mom living in an expensive place and you have expenses, then you don't even do the loan. You have your money. But um, according to you, you were trying to do something nice. And tell me then 
How do we get here? What is it that happened? I have no idea. Honestly, I yes, don't. Yes, you do. How is it that we get here <clears throat> where she's suing you for the money? What happened? Did you guys have a falling out? No, we just don't, no contact because our kids don't hang out anymore. It's two and why, years. And the kids don't hang out because uh, they just don't. Outgrew each they other? don't get along. Did she at some point a few years ago sit you down and tell you that? Nope. So what happened was um, by Labor Day of 2018, she came to my house. And basically, we had, you know, like tried to keep in touch that summer, 2018. And the last time she came to my house before Labor Day was July of 2018. She came to my house because I had been asking for the house keys because when her husband was working on my house, he carried the house keys. So when he came over and brought the house keys, he basically, uh, he didn't bring it. She came over with her son and she was all excited saying, Chris finally got the settlement check, and I said, oh, okay, and so do you have my check? And she said, no. She goes, oh, we just came back from getting new cell phones for Chris and Adam. She goes, but you can get it from him. She goes, you can call him. So after Did they left. Did you tell her that? No. And so after. You never told her, go ahead and get the money from Chris? No. Go and, on. And so I basically kept calling him, and he just refused to answer the phone. And there were a couple of phone calls from July to September that, I kept saying, Jen, he's not answering his phone call. And then she was like, well, I don't know what to tell you. I told him. She goes, I told him. There's nothing more I could do. And I'm like, you live with him. And then we agreed to meet Labor Day. I was coming back uh, Labor Day from uh, visiting family. She came to my house on Labor Day. She was in tears saying that her son was treating her badly. Chris still didn't have a job. And I said, well... I said, you could at least pay me $25 a week. I understand, you know, that $1,500 is a lot. I said, but you could pay me $1,500 a week. And, you know, $25 that's what, a week. $25 a week, I'm sorry. And, you know, until it's paid off and you can have paid off in like a year or so. And it just burns me because they're like heavy, heavy chain smokers and they can buy a pack of cigarettes a day each and they can't pay me $20 Labor a week. Labor Day of what year was that? 2018. Okay. And from that point on... Every time I have ever tried to contact her, she puts it straight to voicemail because she's trying to avoid me. And so I tested it one time. I called her work from my work landline, and so I knew my name wouldn't pop up in her contacts list. She picked it up, and then she gave me her lame excuse that she told me she uses when she doesn't want to talk to someone. She said, oh, I have to go. I have an all-day meeting. Um, you're an office of two people. Who are you meeting with all day? Did your boys have a problem? Yeah, they're both pig-headed and hard-headed, but it wasn't only my son. I'll be the first one to admit my son is no angel, but their son is horrible. He was completely disrespectful. He is very temperamental. He's very moody, and he's very picky. When he, I would put food out, and I fed them, mind you, almost five to seven days a week. They would eat dinner at How my How many house. hours are they at your house every day? Well, he's your kid, but how many hours was their kid at your house every day? He was there from after school, and sometimes they wouldn't leave until like 9, 10 o'clock. She'd come over straight after work, and they wouldn't leave until like 9, 10 o'clock, and I didn't know how to push them out and say, well, we're t it's time to eat. Like, they just didn't know when to leave, and so I would just offer them dinner as well, so I was constantly cooking for them. Them and, being the parents? Yes, oh. for the whole family, for the three of them. And Let me ask you a question. Um, do you have... Any text back and forth between you guys at any point in time regarding the money? Neither one of you? I even called Verizon, and I double-checked with Verizon, and they went through the records. I have nothing, Your Honor. 
Why never, were you looking for that? Because I don't have any text, no nothing. Right. Why were you looking for it? In case she says that there was text between us. I don't have anything. I don't even know why I'm here. We have text. We just I'm sorry. Why would you go through the effort that so few of my litigants go through to find out if there's going to be any evidence against you? Because I have If OCD. you know that there can't possibly be any evidence against you because you were never supposed to pay it back. I have OCD, Your Honor. I like to have all my ducks in a little laid out. You know how you avoid this when you write a check to somebody? What do you do? Put it in the memo, what it's right. for. Is it in the memo? No, ma'am. I took it in good faith. And no, that's not taking it in good faith. That's making a mistake. Don't, it's, not, it's, it's, a mistake. it's not someone else's fault that you didn't write loan on the memo. Absolutely. Um, you know? I thought we had a verbal agreement, and that was and it. And then according to you, in return for, because there's more to the story then, mm -hmm. What is your, were you paid $3,000 to do the job? Actually, I believe it was more than that. Okay. There was, there was three rooms. Um, first, it was a bedroom at $1,500, and then the second room was $1,000. There was a bathroom that got painted for $1,000, and then her bedroom got done at $2,000. Bathroom I, was not 1000 Everybody stop talking. Answer to the complaint, which you just wrote today. When you got to the courthouse, you amended, you had an opportunity to change things, and this is what you wrote. Because of the plaintiff's generosity, the defendant felt compelled to return the favor as best he could by doing way above and beyond what I was paid to do over the course of the next five months. Did we charge her nothing for it? It was our way of saying thank you to the plaintiff. Right. Right. But he did charge something for his work. Oh, well. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance, an emergency repair, or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. She was not privy to the whole um, payment for between the work that was done by me for her. So she was unclear as to what the payments were for what work was done at the time. That's why she possibly made that statement. Can I see the canceled checks? Why did you wait so long to file? You're within the statute of limitations. I'm curious why you waited so long to file. Because I really relied on the friendship and that ho was hoping that she would come to her senses. I'm sorry, what happened in those two years that made you think that she was going to pay you? Well, we've seen each other a couple of times on awkward situations. And then at one point, we were at a mutual friend's house. I didn't know she was going to be there. And she just out loud just screams my name, make sure the whole room heard her say hi to me. So I thought that was her way of saying hi. And she tried to get in on the conversation I was having with someone. So I thought maybe she was warming up to it. And I made one phone call again, like about a month after that to see if like maybe testing the waters to see if it changed. No, it didn't. And then, you know, another occasion where we were registering for my son to go to high school. They were, she was like three people behind me and, you know, we saw each other and we saw each other coming in and out. And I just, you know, like I said, I thought things would warm up and I really, we really, really got close 
at a very short period of time because of, you know, all the events that happened in both of our lives that I was really hoping that the friendship would come through. So you were willing to let it go so long as you guys were still friends, but not if you no, weren't friends? No, Even if we had stayed friends, I kept making sure she understood So what efforts did you it. make to collect on this since, according to you, it's a loan? Show me the efforts you made to collect. Do you have any proof of attempting to collect at any point in time? No, just calling her, and whenever she would come over, I would ask her for it, and then she'd tell, she constantly would tell me, you got to ask Chris, sorry. And I, and I even told her at one point, I loaned you the money, not Chris. Why am I going after him? Why am I going to ask him for the money? Okay. Was there a point in time when you ever said to her, I'll pay you back, you'll be the first person we'll pay back when the money comes in or anything like that? No, you're Absolutely not true. Kept telling her, we don't but have the money. Why, I know, but why wouldn't you? If you are so grateful to somebody for helping you out in your time of need, it's not so uncommon to say something like that. Um, and I'll tell you what bothers me about your case. You know, first of all, I mean, it goes without saying, it's so easy to document a loan. If you're, if you're not going to write up a promissory note, then you just send a text or an email that you keep about it. Um, you know, I, you know I, I, I understand you guys can't pay me back now, but, you know, whenever you can, you know, just make payments towards it however you want to do this. I'm so happy I was able to help you out. And make sure you get a response. How hard is that? Wait, I got a better idea. The check is in your possession. You're the one writing the check. Write loan on the memo line. There's no getting around that. I don't think that you were particularly clear. I think you were so happy to help your friend that you loved. You were so happy to make a nice Christmas. You were so happy to be such a good friend that maybe it was a little less than clear what the parameters were. And the same way I believe that, I kind of believe that over there, someone's saying, oh, well, if we get the dough, we'll pay you back. But my job at this point, and I'll tell you what else concerns me about your testimony is when you say, um, when I tell you what efforts did you make to collect in the last two years, and your answer to me is, well, I thought there was hope. I thought we'd still be friends. That's like an answer to why you're not pursuing it, which, yeah, I could loan a friend money and then not want to sue them because I want to stay their friend. Or it could make it look like, so long as you're my friend, I won't pursue it. It can make it look like, and I don't, you're not that kind of person, I don't think, from what little I have known you all my life here in these last uh, few <laughs> minutes. I, I don't think that. I think you're more the person that will let it go. But what that leaves me with is me trying to figure out what it was at the time of the offering, not what it might have morphed into or what it might have become later, because that doesn't, that doesn't cut it. I believe that there were times when she said, you'll be the first to pay. I, I believe it, OK? But if when you give it, it isn't clear that it is a loan and it needs to be repaid back, if you're not clear about it, then it's not a loan. And the amount's a lot of money. You know, that, the default is people aren't raining money on me. But in this situation, on these facts, it kind of looks 
like there wasn't a clear understanding at the time of the giving about you got to pay me back at some point, even if it's in a year or two, but you have to pay me back at some point, and these are the terms. And because of that, I'm going to rule in favor of the defendants. I also want to add the following. If someone was so nice as to give me a $1,500 gift when I needed it, and I were no longer in that position of need, what I would do as a decent human being maybe would be to return the favor. But I don't have the ability legally to force that to occur. That is my verdict, verdict for the defendants. Thank you. Thank you, Your Honor. So after careful consideration, the judge has determined the money was not a loan. Ms. Palio, what are you thinking? Well, they lied, but I understand why she, you know, judged in their favor and lesson learned, you know, the next time I loan money, just get some kind of informal writing documentation. It's, it's hurtful because it happened with a friend. So lesson learned. In other words, make sure they yeah. understand it's a loan. It doesn't have to be some legal document. Exactly. But like text or some, exactly. okay. you know, some documentation. Well, you've learned a hard lesson. Yep. All right. Thank sure you very have. much. You must sign some documents on your way out of the courtroom. The Warrens are on their way out of the courtroom now. What do you think about the, what Judge just said, that if you were in a position where you could give the money back, even if you didn't think it was a loan, then maybe it might be nice to do that? Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? No comment, really. No comment? No. Why not? Mm. You don't, don't you don't think you should give it back? Mm. You've come into the situation uh, where you honestly, could? Honestly, we felt we did give it back with the work that was done. So, But That's justice was served. The judge ruled. I mean, what more can we say? Okay. Thank you very much. That'll do it. Harvey? You know, Doug, the problem here is sometimes she loaned money, sometimes she gave money. It was impossible to find out which is which. When you loan money, you got to have some record of it. And even writing it in a memo line, I'm not sure that's even safe because you could do that after the fact when you get the check back. So what I would do if I were you, I'd send a text making it clear it's a loan. And that will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. This is the plaintiff, Roxanne Fawcett. She says she was approaching a red light and her car went out of nowhere. The defendant, who was jogging, ran out between two trucks and banged into her car door. The at-fault defendant refuses to communicate with her. She had to spend time and money to repair her car and is suing the defendant for the $740 he owes her. This is the defendant, Sawyer Gwyn Rosum. He says it was the plaintiff who ran into him with her car. In fact, the impact was so forceful, he did a complete full flip in the air, then landed on the ground with a big thud. He got hit in his left butt cheek. He's lucky to be alive because the plaintiff wasn't paying attention and he owes her nothing. He's accused of running into a lawsuit. The defendant has filed a counter suit for $1,000, the cost of the ambulance. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff was driving along when the defendant literally ran into her car and damaged it. Now, the defendant is a runner and says the plaintiff is the one who hit him, and any damage to her car is her own fault. It's the case of running into a lawsuit. Thank you, Douglas. Roxanne Fawcett. You were driving your vehicle on what street? On Bay Street. Oh, we've got it all set up for you. Come on over to that uh, board. Pick a vehicle to be. 
Notice where Bay Street is and Court Street is. Okay. If there's an extra vehicle there, you can take it away. That side. Oh, here we go. I see what's going on. All right. What street were you on? I was on Bay Street. Okay. And um, where were where were you when the impact happened? Well, I was right about here. Okay. Because this is on Court Street, and there is a traffic light right there. Go ahead. On Court Street. Mm-hmm. So um, the light was red. Mm-hmm. So I was actually slowing, uh, you know, slowing down, mm-hmm. approaching the light, mm-hmm. mostly um, at a full stop. Mm-hmm. And they were like, there were two. There we go. Trailers. That's what we got going on here. There Look at that. We've got even. trailer double park right here. Okay. Right? And the defendant was There's jogging. No substitute for the v- 3D props. <laughs> go ahead. The defendant was jogging. Here's a defendant. Oh, okay. there he is. So he ran right out in between the double park trailer and right into my car. Physically his body? Physically his body, yes. Okay, go ahead, go back to the podium. And what happened to him when the impact occurred? Well, when he um, ran into the car, um, obviously he was going, you know, really fast jogging. How fast could he be going? But anyway. Well, he was jogging. And then he um, he hit the car, the windshield, with his head, hit the windshield, and I guess his body hit the right view mirror, right? Passenger. The, the, yeah, the right passenger uh-huh. side mirror. And then... You yeah. must have been scared to death. I well, you must to have know, been scared to death. We'll be talking to you in a second. I want to know where this impact been... came from, because it was like... But then you realize it was a person? I I, and is I it your first him. thought, oh my God, it's my fault? No. Like I hit not, somebody? Not Isn't at that, all, that I was really I would be so scared. Yeah, I was like, stop. Yeah. Right? And then, you know, I came out and he said that he's sorry. So he was okay. He wasn't looking. And he wasn't looking with, um, before he okay, put, ran Okay, put a pin on that, because I really have got to talk to him right now. What happened? I had just finished a workout. I run cross country. I'm a Division One athlete. I just finished a workout at the Red where, where do you Where do you run? I run at Appalachian State University. App State University? Yeah. In Boone, North Carolina? Right. I know it well. Yeah, it's a great school. Right. I love where it. Where's Ann Arbor? I know the slogan. <laughs> yeah, That's people, well before your time. Yeah, but people yeah. still... There's That's the, when App State beat Michigan, and everybody uh, in Michigan was saying, where... Where's that state? That's right. Right. That's right. Yeah, people still uh, talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm not exactly sure what she just described there because that's. Okay. Well, why don't you tell me in your words what happened? Okay. So I was running down Bay Street. I just finished a track workout. Um, there were cement rollers, double parks all along Court Street in between Clinton. I'm, I'm sorry, on Bay Street in between Clinton and Court. Right. And I'm not sure why I decided to uh, come off the sidewalk. Um, right, because you're in the middle of the block. Right. Right. That's called jaywalking. Oh, wait, no. I'm, I'm sorry. Would you... You're not in the crosswalk waiting for a, you know, walk sign. Correct. You're not at a stop sign waiting to see that the person stopped. Correct. There's but no pedestrian an... crosswalk there. It's in the middle of the block, right? Yeah, but this was not at an intersection. This was... Right. That's my point. So in the middle of a block where nobody expects you to walk, you, you, you ran. Well, can I finish? Yeah. Is that what happened, though? No. 
you didn't run into the street in the middle of the block? Correct. Okay, go ahead. So I'm running down Bay Street. There's a bunch of cement rollers, double parked. Okay, show me, you know what, go ahead and come up here because yeah. I don't think I'm getting what you're saying very well. Okay, so we were actually in, in the middle of Bay Street and nowhere near uh, Yeah, I Court think she's Street. got it, up, you know, yeah, she's this got is it not the way the she's, I'll tell you what, you take everything magnetic there and put it where you want to put it and tell me your story because I, I want to understand you. Okay, so um, there's parked cars, double parked, I don't don't have enough 3D objects okay. right here. Oh, I've got plenty if you want. Um, there's cars double parked. Uh, there's a bike lane right here as well. Um, so we'll put that there. Is that the bike lane? Yeah, all these cars are parked in the cement the rollers are parked. The cement trucks are parked in the bike lane? Correct. Okay. And so I go in between the cars, in between the, the cement rollers. And Where? I'm on Put Bay your bike, give, give that's you. Correct. Where exactly do you do? Okay, so like I said, you're not at an intersection. Right. Right. So you run into the middle of the street. Well, I wasn't done with my explanation. I don't care whether you're done. I'm asking. I'm cross-examining you, so answer me. Don't get smart with me. You ran in the middle of the street, correct? You didn't wait to go to a That's not a pedestrian crosswalk, is it? Yeah, but I didn't run in the middle of the street. I'm, I'm hugging next to the cement rollers after I've looked both ways. And I see no car. I'm running for 10 seconds, so, just well, about. Well, you couldn't and have been right because you got hit, or you hit her, whichever way we want to look at it. Right. And the way car hit you, and you could have been dead. Right. Right. So I'm trying to understand where your defense is, um, since you're running in the street, which is meant for cars. Well, she actually said that I had run into her car, and basically, if I'm crossing the street, I'm perpendicular, right? So if I'm running into traffic, I would get hit like this. Unless the traffic is already there, and you literally didn't look either way. Okay, but I was hit in my butt, meaning I was already facing with traffic. You were hit in your butt, you would have been going forward. Well, I was launched backwards, like in the air, like doing a 360, I landed on my back. Okay, did you talk to the cops that day? No. No? Go ahead and go back there. Do you have the police report? Yes. May I have it? Pedestrian states, while running on sidewalk, he tried to cross the street midway and did not look if a car was coming, striking vehicle one. Pedestrian was running on Bay Street. Minor injuries, pedestrian taken to the hospital. Do you remember talking to the police? No. Okay, well, the police remember talking to you. And that's what you told me. And I would them. definitely not give that statement either because that's not what happened. Wow, that's wild. Why do you suppose the police would have it in for you? I'm not saying that's what's the case. You're lucky to be alive, my friend. Did you end up paying $1,000 for ambulance expenses? Not yet. What was the damage to your car? My windshield. Can I see and a picture of it? This is picture of the rear view, the right side rear view mirror. That's the, the uh, windshield right there, the damage. This is a bigger one if you wanna see that. So the mirror broke off. This is his head hitting the windshield, wow. Yeah. What did you wanna say? I did not hit my head. Had that happen? I don't know, but if, that, if I hit my head like that, I would not have left the hospital. I don't know. Maybe your head is really hard. I've gotten that before. Huh? I've gotten that before. I bet you have, son. <laughs> Listen to me. You are lucky to be alive because, um, you know, you could have been severely injured, um, really injured. I'm, you're like a Gumby. You just, like, you bounced, and then you 
were, did you have any injuries or you, it's um, amazing that you're not injured. Uh, well, I don't have any, uh, you know, medical evidence of this, but I've, my skeleton is definitely not, uh, you know, aligned, right? But, yeah. Um, I, I think that's going to haunt you for life because yeah. that's how my skeleton's not, my spine is not I'm actually aligned, already right. dealing with it. I've strained my lumbar twice. And Are you I've, still running? Yeah, trying to. Is it bothering you or no? I've, I haven't run in four months because I've had because two herniated discs. Because it's not the season discs. or because what? I have two herniated discs. But is that because of this or before that you had them? Um, well, ever since then, I've been favoring my left side. That wasn't my question. Did you have the herniated disc before this or after that? Uh, after if you haven't been running in four months and this happened a month ago. No, this happened a year ago. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying this is no, your no, fault. No, no, that's what I was trying to figure out. All right. Yeah. When do you graduate? 2022. All right. Well, I may see you around stick boy. Be nice because I uh, am about to rule against you because this was your fault. And it's ironic because you think, you know, my gosh, it's a car and a person. But, you know, we don't do that. Uh, I once had a case where the dog got loose. The person killed the dog and then sued the dog owner. And they were right because I feel really bad that you got injured and you flipped and you all this. But if you're running out in the middle, just like she says, and the cops say that you said just what she said, I'm going to trust that over what you're telling me today because it's what makes sense. It's exactly what makes sense because I know these two big trucks. If you're, if you're going in between them, let me tell you where the trucks aren't parked. They're not parked here. <laughs> That's not where they are. They're not parked here. You're not crossing in a pedestrian spot. You are literally illegally running across the street. And when you say, oh, but I looked and there was nothing, no, clearly, because that's why you got hit. I don't think I made myself clear. I wasn't crossing the street. I was hugging the, uh, the cement rollers because my thought was if they're parked in the bike lane. Were you running in a street? Yeah. Okay. You don't belong running in a street. Cars belong in the street. My verdict in this case is for the plaintiff and the amount of her damages, $740, and on your counterclaim against her, zero. So the plaintiff is going to get the 740 she was seeking. You know, I'm really sorry for you that you got hit. I, I gather you don't have the same version of the story that Yeah, it's kind of disappointing because it feels like I didn't get to say my side of the story very much. Well, the fact is it happened in the street, and I think that's what the judge decided. You shouldn't be running the street. End of story. You know? Is that the end of story? Like, I mean, she probably wasn't paying attention. No. I was in the street for 10 seconds. I didn't get to tell her that. Well, I'm sorry. That's the way it goes. Okay? Justice you must sign some few documents on your way out of the courtroom. Ms. Fawcett? Yes. You okay with us? Yes. I'm um, pretty satisfied with the judge's decision, and um, it's just amazing, you know, that the dude is going to come out here and just lie. Uh, clearly, he ran into my car, and the judge just sided with me. Um, I mean, did case. you hang around to see an ambulance come? Oh, yes. I waited yeah. right there. He spoke with me. He mm -hmm. said he's sorry that he ran into the car. Interesting. And then he sat down on the sidewalk. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. All right. Very yeah. good. You must sign some documents. Harvey? Doug, look, pedestrians have the right of way, but not when you just dart into traffic where nobody can see you. If that happens and you get hurt, you got nobody to blame but yourself. <laughs>